When Mitchell Brick was a kid, he loved coming to the Nittany Lion Inn with his parents on football weekends. The elegant Georgian-style building with its classic columns seemed to him so impressive and beautiful that it might be mistaken for the White House were it not for the black wooden window shutters. He knew that a basket of crisp apples awaited him in the lobby and that the gift shop was filled with stuffed Nittany Lions, Penn State gear, and t-shirts. A well-groomed man in a crisp blazer would open the door to usher in Brick and his family. I didn't realize like who those people were, what they all did. And now I like realize like, oh, I recognize one of the gentlemen that drove me in a shuttle one time. His name's Charlie. Stand-up guy, he's an older gentleman. Everyone knows him when they come by. He's kind of like a, a staple of the inn, to say the less. And just knowing, oh, this was Charlie, he gave me that ride that one time. And Mitchell Brick's childhood experience of the Nittany Lion Inn has come full circle. He's still there every football weekend, but now he's with Charlie on the other side of the stately double doors. Thank you. Mostly for the majority of the time when I'm standing there at the door, I'm just opening it for people or answering questions anywhere from, hey, do you know where this meeting is? Can you help me get to my car? Everything kind of in between from there. Brick works for the inn as a bellhop, valet, and chauffeur. But in some ways, his job is to give visitors on game day the opportunity he had as a kid. The chance to make their own happy memories of the Nittany Lion Inn. This is Sideline Stories, a podcast about the men and women behind the scenes who helped to make game day Saturdays work at Penn State. I'm Devin DeAndrea. Today's episode is Service with a Smile. Mitchell Brick was enrolled in classes in the summer of 2019, and he was looking for work. His mom, who probably shared his good memories of the Nittany Line Inn, suggested that he apply for a job there. He did. His main qualification? A driver's license and a good driving record. The Nittany Line Inn filled Brick with awe when he was a kid. Now, it fills him with pride. We're kind of an upscale hotel, so we are four diamond ranking. We're a historical society landmark so that's why we can't be star that's why we're diamond but we're pretty like classy i would say so we wear a full suit almost it's a blazer that says ninny line in on it nice dress pants black shoes everything's kind of very formal there so it's hello sir hello ma'am thank you very much um, you're very welcome all those types of things remembering your p's and q's brick says game day weekends are considered blackout weekends and no it has nothing to do with the alcohol levels of the hotel guests there are about 12 blackout weekends a year, including homecoming, student arrival, and graduation. These are the inn's busiest weekends, which come with their own rules. The blackout weekends, the required stay is two nights. Check in Friday, check out Sunday morning. You can stay longer if you leave, if you want, but you have to pay the blackout rates, which I believe start for a standard room at $5.99. And that's compared to the normal rate, which I think is like $1.65. So immediately from there, they're kind of pulling like a certain demographic of people that are willing to spend the money. And then it's my job to make sure that they're getting their money's worth at the door. Their own rules and their own stress. Mitchell Brick says blackout weekends come with some added challenges. Starting on Friday, that's when people start coming in. That is like the, one of the hectic shifts to work. We normally on shift have at least three people. Then we'll have like about six. And that's just because there's such a high, there's a rush at all times. If you work on a Tuesday afternoon, maybe there's a rush at around 4 or 5 o'clock because check-in's normally around 4. But on a Friday afternoon, people start showing up as early as 1 o'clock. And we actually, like, 
totally reformed the hotel. They put up a bunch of Penn State banners saying welcoming the opposing teams for playing Indiana. They'll say like Nindy Lion Inn offers hospitality to friends and family of the Indiana sports teams. Like we always put something out there to make everyone feel welcome. We all work together. We know if someone's doing a lot of things for one person and like they know they're not they're having a hard time, like someone will step in and be like, Oh, let me go grab that card, I'll bring it out to you. I'll I'll bring this up to that room with you. Teamwork definitely helps a lot. Some blackout week challenges directly affect the guests. People that I deal with the most has to do with the shuttle. So we offer, we offer a complimentary shuttle to and from the airport. That's what's primarily for. And then we do that on the half hour. And then if anybody wants to ride otherwise, it's first come, first serve basis. A lot of people have an issue with that. They say, they'll come down and they'll be like, hey, it's like 5.30 now. They're like, listen, we have a 7 o'clock reservation. You think you can give us a ride? And I have to tell them every time it's a first come, first serve basis. When you come down, we'll see how everyone's around. Then the guy will come down and the shuttle just left to go to the airport or something. We, two, we do have two cars, but sometimes they're both out and things are complicated. And then people give me a hard time. They're like, oh, well, you said before. And then, I'll, then it's like a he said, you said, and the customer's always right. So I have to say, yes, sir, I understand. And like, you have to keep a very level with it. That's really where problems will arise. We always say... If it's a win, downtown's gonna be rowdy. If we lose, it's gonna be even rowdier. So far, things have been pretty calm, actually, because every game that we've had has never really been that close. Maybe I would say Michigan was a little bit closer than it needed to be, and Pitt. But even then, the people that we're picking up, they know who we are. Because the big thing that we do with uh, the Indy Line is with guest pride. The motto for that is building relationships that last. If someone checks in on Friday night, I'm their go-to. I'm Mitchell, I'm helping you out this weekend. Then I see them on Saturday, like, oh, Mitchell, can you give us a ride real quick? And then when I pick them up, then after the game, they're always like, oh, Mitchell, did you see the game? Ah. And then I get really excited, too. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I was, I was watching it on the TV. It was really cool. And, like, just strikes a conversation. Everyone's always in such a better mood. And then from there, bringing them back to the hotel, it's normally a little hectic because you got everyone on the roads. you got people running around. People are psyched about the game. People are a little too overserved. you got to deal with stuff like that. I've driven on campus as a student before, and it's been extremely difficult just because there's people walking around in the middle of the street and nobody stops. And then doing that after a game day in a university vehicle is very different because you have to go very, very slow. There's so many people around. There's police cars all over the place directing one each way. And then a lot of issues come there because you'll leave the hotel at, like, let's say, 8 o'clock, and you won't get back until 9.15. And all you did was go down Beaver Stadium. That's just Curtin Road. It's like one mile. So we have to put up signs starting on, like, Friday morning of, like, the bag policy, how to get into the game, all those little things. And that's a big part of, like, my job is also reminding people before they leave. If I see a woman leaving with a bag, I'm like, and it's not clear, I'm going to say, hey, ma'am, just so you know, they're not going to let you in with that. I advise you to go put it in your room. And a lot of the times people are very thankful that I even say anything. Because I've gone into games with people before, specifically my sister. <laughs> and she had, like a, she had, like, a little bag with her, and they're like, oh, we can't let you in. And she was like, dumbfounded and very upset. She was like, what? Why not? And then we had to run back to the tailgate and throw it in. So saving people that trouble definitely helps them out and makes me feel a bit better knowing that I have like that higher knowledge than other people would. Brick can fill guests in on new procedures and other informational stuff, but they, in turn, have plenty of stories to tell him. Brick always asks the guests if they are alumni because he estimates about 70 to 90 percent of the guests at the Nittany Lion Inn on-game weekends are Penn Staters, and being back on campus tends to trigger old memories. Somewhere down there, like a corner room. 
big time when I'm driving around, people will always be like, oh, I remember when that thing was being built. And they'll tell me like, oh, like someone was like, oh, I jumped off that uh, diving platform one time and it got caught. And I was like, oh, they were like, yeah, don't get caught if you try and do it. So Highway Pizza just got brought back downtown. And some woman was like, wow, like I got proposed there before it was even Highway Pizza when it was something else. And then it was Highway Pizza again. Like everyone just has a story of like when we dr I drive past these halls. When I drive people around, I try and get, take them the scenic way if I know they went here. Because then it strikes conversation one and two. It kind of like it's humble for them because they can see like, oh, like I lived in that dorm. Oh, I remember going to that building all the time. Little things like that. Definitely the funnier stories come from when we host a wedding. So that's like if there's not a blackout weekend, you can guarantee that we're either going to have a conference or a wedding. And wedding parties, a lot of the other people I work with aren't really too psyched to be taking them out. But I personally, I'm younger and that people are normally – uh little intoxicated or having a good time so i have a little bit more fun with them because i can tolerate them more i guess because i'm a kid and not a adult <laughs> but yeah they'll tell me stories about crazy things that they used to do things they get, used to get away with one guy used to be a cop um for penn state university and he would tell me he told me crazy stories about the people that he would find just like drunk passed out in a bush like on me on old main or like they found people like stuck in a tree there's one woman that comes around i'm probably not gonna use her name but she's like a big alumni she um is like on the board of directors she comes she's a regular like when she comes like we actually give her her own space in the valet row and we put a cone there and like she knows it's hers we all know it's hers she was like the first woman in the business built in the business school and that was like way back when and now she still comes around and She's like on a first name basis with like the president and everyone else like that. I've also picked people up from the airport who their names are on some of the buildings here. So I mean, like, you read the name before you leave and you're like, oh, okay. And then like they get in the car and you see what they're wearing. You see their bags. You're like, oh, this is that family. And then like kind of makes sense. Most of the time they are just so happy to be here. They're like, oh, I'm back. I'm back. I'm getting treated well. And that's kind of like part of the service that we have. We give everybody the experience that they want even more from that. Actors and uh I would say like famous people, they do come through every once in a while. A lot of the time we get like old football players or old basketball players, which I personally don't really recognize, but the guys behind the desk, they're like, oh my God, do you know who that is? And then I'm like, oh, cool. But that's kind of good because the management tells us don't treat any guests differently than you would another. So when I don't recognize someone, it's kind of humbling to those people, I would guess. But to me, it's just like, oh, he's just another guy. Just another guy? Maybe that's how some of those guests see Brick. Another guy in a fancy blazer but one who understands the significance of game weekends knows they need to provide a special ambiance. Then you line in, when you walk in, you think that you're kind of in a home almost. There's nice carpets, there's vegetation everywhere, I guess. There's always centerpiece, right? When you walk in, it's like a flower. And they change that, like, I think bi-weekly. So it's definitely, like, always up and coming. The front walk is always groomed perfectly. They switch the flowers, I think, every month. And we always get compliments on that type of stuff. I'm Devin DeAndrea, and this was Sideline Stories. On weekends, 107,000 fans hear his voice. On weekdays, thousands in different states hear his weather reports on the radio. The voice of Beaver Stadium shares his story next time on Sideline Stories.